today on Lawyers Rising. You know, people have had a, a lot of failures. You, people just need to, you know, pick themselves up. The top 10 reasons attorneys should look at multiple markets in their job search. Hello once again and welcome. I'm joined today by Harrison Barnes, the founder and chief executive of BCG Attorney Search. Harrison, good morning. Sure, yes, nice to talk to you. So today we're going to talk about being fired as an attorney and um, and or even if you're just worried you're about to be fired, how to make judgment calls about what moves you need to make if you're going to keep your career alive. So just to set this up, I mean, I'm sure this will come as no surprise to anyone that's a practicing attorney, but being fired or developing any kind of bad reputation in the marketplace can severely diminish your capability to get another job going forward. Can you just in broad terms kind of outline that um, kind of of truism? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's much more difficult to get a job, uh, you know, if you're not employed uh, as an attorney than than if you are employed. It makes it look like, you know, you may have done something wrong uh, that's serious. Uh, and it also, the, the problem is, is there tends to be a lot of people that are applying for every job. And so, you know, employers are always looking for reasons to eliminate people. And, you know, if you're not employed, then uh, that's, that's a, a reason to eliminate you. And uh, it also makes it seem like, you know, there's, you know, your, your client, if you're working for a firm is, is the firm. So, you know, it, it shows that, you know, that you may not, may have done something wrong and uh, or there might be some problems with you. And, you know, people lose their jobs for a lot of reasons. They lose them for economic reasons. They lose them for reasons related to the quality of their work and um, all sorts of things. But the problem is, is once you lose your job, uh, you know, if there's no one protecting you or, or anything like that, then uh, it just, you know, it, it can be difficult to find a new one. So let's talk about when it may be a good time to walk away from uh, a particular firm that you're working at. And, you know, again, leaving a job without having another one is not always a great plan. But if you feel like the ax is coming, um, you need to kind of get ahead of that, right? So let's talk about some of the ways that you know that it might be time for you to move on before that happens. Um, starting with being spoken to really harshly. <laughs> by one of your superiors? I mean, we all get in trouble occasionally at work. How do you know if just a particular um, drumming from a boss, it means something more dangerous? Um, what, are, what are some of the key indicators there? Well, it's not always a bad thing if you're talked to in a negative way. Uh, you know, one of the things is, you know, younger attorneys that, you know, have less than a few years of experience uh, oftentimes will, you know, be talked to in a negative way to get them to, uh, you know, improve their performance or to become better uh, or to get them to increase their hours or stop making stupid mistakes and so forth. So it's not always a bad thing if you're talked to negatively. And the thing to remember is, uh, you know, there's also in most firms, there's people that just have a reputation for, you know, consistently uh, talking negatively to uh, other attorneys and to being very difficult to work with. So just because you're spoken to negatively doesn't mean that there's, you know, major problems with your performance or, uh, you know, or, or something you need to worry about. But, you know, if you see those coming from a lot of people and uh, you get a sense that, uh, you know, that you know, you're not being given work and being spoken to negatively, then that's probably something to, you know, could be a cause for concern. Yeah, you know, I, d- I don't want to overstate this, but in our many conversations, we have had a running theme of the sometimes capricious nature of the industry and how you can lose your position 
for seemingly just the smallest mistake or indeed just one mistake and that will send you packing. Um, am I right in saying that or is, am I making too big of a deal at that point? I think you're right in saying that, but it, at the same time, it really depends on uh, the firm you're with and the people that you're working with. So, you know, if a firm is really, really busy and has a lot of work, then, you know, then it typically isn't that big of a deal. But if a firm doesn't have a lot of work and they may have overhired or they're looking for reasons to get rid of people, then it oftentimes, you know, will be made a bigger deal than it should be because a lot of times firms are just looking for reasons to push people out. So, you know, and, and most of the time that's when there's, then when there's uh, you know, not as much work going on or, you know, if the firm is under some sort of, you know, economic pressure, like during a recession or, or something else negative that happens, then, um, then the firm, you know, typically will, you know, then a mistake will be a bigger deal than it normally would be. So let's talk about one of those mistakes or the kinds of mistakes that can really do damage to your reputation inside of the firm. How do you know that you've made a mistake so bad that the writing is probably on the wall for you? Can you give me um, some, if not specific examples, just in kind of broad terms about uh, what kind of serious mistakes need to be avoided at all costs? You know, I mean, anything that, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, racial, you know, racial discrimination, uh, you know, sexual harassment of staff members, uh, you know, uh, lying uh, and getting caught, uh, you know, insulting a superior like in a in a really negative way, uh, you know, ma- major deadlines missed, uh, you know, malpractice, uh, you know, uh, doing something very, very incompetent that you know, loses a client. Those are all things that I've seen in the past, you know, so, you know, you just need to be very, very careful. Uh, you know, I've seen, you know, people lose jobs for sleeping in before a deadline, which sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, it's just, you know, it, it just all depends on the firm. You know, some firms are so, you know, easygoing that, you know, you can make all sorts of mistakes and not lose your job. The thing I would think would be to feel, you know, safe in your career to some extent. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that would be uh, very pleasant. I agree. So, if you haven't been getting any work um, at a particular firm, again, that's a real sign that things may not be working out at this particular place. Um, can you talk a little bit about that situation and how best to deal with it? Well, if you're not getting any work, I mean, that's, that's you know, law firms won't tolerate that forever. So, uh you know, at some point, you know, if you're not, if they're not making money from you, they're going to ask you to go. And, and the problem with, you know, working in a law firm where everything's based on the billable hours, they know exactly how much money they're making and losing off their least productive attorneys. So, uh, you know, the problem with not getting enough work is it, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean that the firm doesn't have enough work uh, to give you if you're an associate or counsel or service partner, or it can mean that people don't like the work that you're doing. So, you know, either of those things are, uh, you know, negative things and, and it's not, it's not going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's not a positive thing. So if you don't feel like you're getting enough work, uh, you know, you may, it may make sense for you, uh, you know, to learn. I mean, the most important thing I think is, you know, it, for an attorney in any firm is to have access to work. So, you know, w- regardless of where you go or end up, Uh, you want to make sure you have access to work. And if you're not getting work, you know, you want to get work from people, uh, you know, that like the work that you're doing and and try to get more work from them. And, you you know, you want to do whatever you can 
uh, to get more work once you do get work. There is another version of this scenario because associates can have their work dry up, but so too can partners. And I wonder if a person was a partner and has had all their business dry up or maybe even has seen their compensation cut or even worse, made a non-equity partner or something. For that person who's kind of risen to the, the, the highest heights of a particular firm, to have to make the choice whether or not to leave has got to be an incredibly difficult one. Yeah. I mean, well, what happens at a lot of law firms is they'll make someone a partner uh, and, and then they'll expect that that person can use that title to generate business. And, and some people will generate business and other people won't. And so, uh, you know, so you kind of have that, uh, you know, op- opportunity. And uh, a lot of times if you, if you do make partner and you're unable to generate business within a couple of years, then the law firm, uh, you know, will ask you to leave or they'll give you some sort of a runway. So, uh, you know, that's definitely something, uh, you know, to, to be aware of. And, you know, and if, you know, when you, you can sometimes make partner and then the, you know, the market can slow down, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and you could be asked to leave. So, you know, it's difficult being a partner, even especially an equity partner in a law firm in some respects when the law, when the law firm's having problems. So we've been talking about what can happen to you um, in a particular situation. I want to dig a little bit more into how you approach this, how you approach this mentally, not just what you do, but how you do it. And, you know, when you're in this really critical time of either having lost a job or maybe about to lose a job, you've got to make choices correctly and be in the right mindset. So I think maybe the most important one is something we were taught as kids, you know, whether we were on the... uh, the soccer field or the ball diamond, which is that you got to pick yourself up and try again to not get overly discouraged, to not take one piece of failure as a sign that um, the entire career was a mistake. And, I, and I, I can imagine this is particularly a reaction that can come from lawyers who have been so successful through their school years for so long, maybe made it to the firm that they wanted to, but now have really hit their first bump in the road and they don't quite know how to deal with that. So how should they deal with that, Harrison? Well, I think that the biggest thing you can do is just continually not give up and keep trying to learn from every mistake you, you make. Because, you know, I, I think, you know, in the, in the article, I, and I gave an example of uh, Bezos, who's just, you know, the richest man in the world, but I mean, has had, you know, lost hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So, you know, the thing you need to remember is, you know, it's not, you know, people you know, a lot of times people will dwell on their failures, failures, but it's not so much the things you've done wrong as what you've done right. And that's something that I try to remind every attorney about, you know, it's, you know, you, if you, you know, you were able to, you know, get into law school and graduate and get a job and, you know, pass the bar, there's all these things you're able to do. And many times, you know, the attorneys I speak with, I mean, they may have been practicing for 20 years and, uh, you know, been, you know, major firms and partners in major firms. And so, you know, regardless of what happens to you, you know, you need to concentrate on the things you've done well. And then, you know, just learn from from the mistakes. And the thing is, is a lot of the mistakes, you know, there's there's different types of mistakes. I mean, there's mistakes that are, you know, about your character, like you may have done something dishonest or, you know, acted inappropriately with a, a colleague and, you know, somehow, but I mean, there's, you know, there's, and there's mistakes like that and, and which are learning, learning lessons and they're meant to put us just in that direction. And then there's other types of mistakes. I mean, maybe you're just in the wrong, you know, the wrong type of, uh, you know, practice area you could be, or you're in the wrong, 
you know, type of, you know, firm or the practice setting or, you know, you just, you don't know. I mean, there's, you know, so everything is meant to push you in a direction where something should work for you. And so you should never allow yourself to get down. You just need to keep trying. And, you know, looking at all the, you know, you know, mistakes that, you know, even, um, you know, every president out there has had huge mistakes. You know, it's, uh, you know, Bush, uh, George Bush, uh, what, you know, president before, uh, you know, uh, Obama was, uh, you know, had, was an alcoholic for a long time. And then you had uh, Obama lost, you know, had all a bunch of problems and stuff, losing, you know, different elections and, you know, problems that he was having. And, you know, uh, you know, Trump, I mean, I think, you know, one of the reasons he doesn't want to make his tax returns public, from what I heard, is that he, you know, he, he one year he lost a billion dollars and he was able to write that off for years under some sort of tax loophole back then. But I mean, imagine losing a billion dollars, you know, so and having to write that off. So, you know, people have had a, a lot of failures. You, people just need to, you know, pick themselves up and just keep going. And it's not always easy, but you can't allow things to get you down. A very common reaction to making a severe mistake for the first time in your career is to kind of deny that it's happening or deny that you have any responsibility for the situation. I think that might be the most critical mistake that a lot of people make. Mm -hmm. You see this in young people and you can see it right up into people that are have been in the industry for years and years, decades and decades, will not accept responsibility. I think it's one of the worst characteristics a person can have. Can you talk a little bit about that and how to recognize it in yourself and kind of fight against it? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I, I, I think that there's, you know, one attorney that I, I, I know pretty well. I mean, he always used to say to me that, you know, never admit your mistakes. And, you know, and may, maybe that's somewhat true. And if you want to maintain a tough exterior and it, you don't necessarily need to always admit mistakes to people around you, uh, you know, and it can be taken as a sign of weakness and people, you know, want you to admit your mistakes. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny, like, you know, if you look at, you know, different people, I mean, some, if, if you admit your mistakes, then people sort of write you off and, you know, forever and sometimes, but if you don't admit your mistakes, sometimes you're better. So it depends on the type of mistake. I mean, but, you know, I think that, you know, the, the biggest thing that, uh, you know, you need to do is if you do make a mistake, you need to uh, realize what you did to your, for yourself and you need to fix yourself. And, uh, you, know, you know, you need to make sure, um, you know, that you're, you're honest and you're, you know, honest with yourself and you're honest with others. And, you know, if you do make bad mistakes, you know, to your, to your firm, you just basically need to say something along the lines of, I'm not going to make it again. But, you know, you, you, you can't make mistakes. And, you know, a lot of times people will do things that are you know, criminal in nature or, uh, you know, and, or, you know, really show really bad judgment. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I sometimes read the news and I'm just amazed at the mistakes that people make. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the best thing, in my opinion, is just to, you know, if you take responsibility and, and learn what you did wrong and then find, find some place where, uh, you know, where you feel like whatever mistake that you made is not going to be as, as much of an issue again. So, you know, there's different types of legal practice that you, where you don't have to be extremely detour-oriented or where, you know, confrontation may not be something, you know, if you don't like that, where you don't have to do that or where, uh, 
you know, where you don't need to work around certain types of people. And it's just, you know, there's all sorts of ways to fix it. You just need to find the best atmosphere for yourself and practice it. Okay, I've got a tricky scenario here for you, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. What if you are, you know, in a practice area that you feel like you're not succeeding, that you may have lost your job in that practice area, or you're about to lose that job? We've talked a lot in the past about how some people need to consider moving to a different practice area completely, maybe a different geographic area, and that would be very good for them. But we've also spoken about in the past about how that might be a very bad choice that you should focus uh, and keep focused on your particular niche that just one failure shouldn't be enough to dissuade you um, that's tricky how do you kind of uh, weigh those two um, ways of approaching uh, a very difficult situation whether or not to walk away or to keep your nose to the grindstone what advice would you give well in my opinion I, I think that uh, you know you need to enjoy the type of work that you're doing and uh, you know, and, and, and that's really the, the biggest thing. It needs to be something that you can see yourself kind of getting up in the morning and doing. And, uh, and, and the big thing with that is, you know, the, the type of work, uh, you, know, you know, when you're talking about a practice area, you know, if you're not engaged and you don't like it, I mean, like when I talked earlier about, you know, some people don't like confrontation. Well, if you can't deal with confrontation, you probably shouldn't be like, you know, a litigator or, or certain types of litigation at least. And if you don't, you know, if you don't like, uh, you know, deals and things, you probably shouldn't be certain types of corporate attorneys. And so, you know, you need to be in a, in a practice area that you like, uh, but losing your job many times is not just because you're in the wrong practice area. I mean, it could be because you're in the, the wrong practice setting and so forth. But the thing to remember is whatever, whatever type of job that you do, you know, there's going to be positive and there's going to be negative things about it. And so you need to really understand, you know, what, what, dif what difference is it going to make if I, if, I, if I switch law firms or if I switch, uh, you know, practice settings. And, and you need to see if, if the problem's still going to follow you, uh, you know, that way. So, you know, uh, it, you know and if it's going to continue you know, to, to haunt you. And so if that problem that, that made you lose your job is going to continue to haunt you, um, is it something that you can conquer or is it something that's not going to have as many, you know, issues at the next place? So like one example is attorneys are talking about all the attorneys I know talk all the time about how, uh, you know, they don't want to be measured by, you know, how many hours they bill and therefore they want to, you know, leave law firms. Well, that's an interesting point because, you know, Attorneys will always be, you know, if you're selling your time by the hour, you're always going to, that's always going to trail you uh, no matter where you go. And you're always going to have to bill your time by the hour. And then you're always going to have to get clients to pay your bills, you know, when you're in a partner, you, when you're a partner. And that's always going to be an issue. And you're always going to be judged by how much time you spend in the office or how many hours you bill. So a lot of attorneys say that that's not something they want to do. And if it's not, then maybe going in-house or working in the government is a better uh, thing for them. Or maybe you can just get over the idea of working, of, you know, billing by the hour. So you have to understand what kind of motivates you. Or you could be a plaintiff's attorney. I mean, there's just all sorts of different things you can do. But, you know, asking these questions is really important because, you know, you don't, you know, just, you know, working in a law firm, you know, just because you don't uh, like it now, for example, doesn't mean you won't grow to like it in the future. Because a lot of times, you know, what you're reacting to is just having a job in general, uh, you know, if you're a young attorney. So, 
you have to understand what it is that you don't like and then, you know, go from there. Sometimes a mistake can be so serious or a person's experience inside a particular firm can be so negative that they decide to walk away or are seriously considering whether or not mm-hmm. to walk away. And in many mm-hmm. cases, it might be the right decision, although not always. Again, how would you weigh those two things? You, for example, decided to walk away and, and become more of an entrepreneur. Um, maybe share your, a bit of your experience and maybe that'll help other people make this you know, incredibly important decision. Well, I just, you know, I reacted to it uh, and it, it was a very, you know, difficult, uh, you know, several years, you know, uh, you know, thinking about what else I wanted to do. And I, I mean, I already knew it even before I started my first uh, law firm job, if you can believe it. Uh, you know, uh, I remember the night before I was starting work, I was reading a book about, you know, alternative legal careers besides practicing in a law firm because I already knew what it was going to be like, you know, having worked in the summer and so forth. So, and also working for a year for a judge, but uh, you know, so if you, uh, you know, if you, if you do leave the practice of law entirely, I mean, you have to, you know, realize that, you know, you have to understand the different practice settings and you have to understand, you know, what's kind of motivating you and uh, you know, what type of outlets do you want? So for me, I, I, I wasn't feeling that I wasn't, you know, getting the type of, you know, at least in a law firm, I didn't feel like I would get the, uh, you know, uh, sort of creative outlets that I wanted. I didn't feel, uh, you know, that there were, I, I didn't feel like there was a lot of things that were really, uh, you know, going to benefit me, but, you know, for other attorneys, I mean, th- there may be, I mean, and, uh, you know, and it's, so you, you have to be, uh, you know, very cognizant of, you know, it's, it's a really major decision to leave the practice of law. And it's not always a good decision because you can certainly be very, very uh, happy doing it. But you need to know, you know, what works for you. What works for me was not, you know, working in a, in a, in a law firm, but, you know, for other people, it may be something that's good for them. And there are serious dangers in too rashly walking away because it's incredibly difficult to get back in. And you don't want to be in a position where six months, a year down the line, you may realize that you made a mistake and find it very difficult to, uh, to restart your career. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, if you wa- leave a law firm, then, uh, then, it, then it is very difficult to start your career uh, again. And you can't, and you just, you know, you really, um, it's, 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 it's very, very difficult to do. So it's, it's almost impossible to get back into a law firm once, you, once you've left, especially if you go into another practice setting. I mean, I see people leaving law firms and, and coming back, uh, you know, so it's not necessarily an impossible thing to do, but that, you know, is difficult to do. And, and one of the things that's, uh, you know, that kind of occurs to me that the more I'm, the more I'm thinking about it is, you know, the, one of the reasons I think that the people do leave law firms is that because there's such many times there's such a, a direct uh, there's such direct feedback from you know from their performance. So you know if you bill this many hours, then you're you're going to be safe, and if you don't, there's not. Whereas when you go into different types of practice settings, they may be a little bit less efficient in terms of how you're measured and your time is measured and so forth. So. You know, but but at least you know where you stand when you go into a law firm, which is is one of the things. So, uh, you know, so I think that's a positive. But you know, I, if I, I I think that leaving the practice of law for most people is a 
can be a very, very um, negative experience unless unless you really see you know a place where you can add a lot more value or you feel like something is calling you. Because if you if something is calling you and you have a lot more energy towards it, then you're likely to do much better than if you don't. Yeah, and maybe a good way to wrap up this conversation is to emphasize that point about not acting too rashly, that even though this is an incredibly stressful time for most people, you've got to try and tamp those down as much as possible and look at the thing and the issue uh, and the problem as clearly as you can and kind of not react in an emotional way. Easier said than done, I know, but uh, I think it has to be said. Yeah, and one of the things that someone, um, a very successful person, you know, said to me once, and uh, and this is what he he based his whole, uh, you know, career on is, you know, he said that, you know, most people, they, they base everything on, uh, on their ego. And, uh, and so because they base everything on their ego, they, they tend to, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of, uh, you know, the, the ego tends to, uh, you know, control the reaction. So an example would be, you know, if, if somebody talks down to me in a law firm, I'm going to quit. Or if I'm not getting the kind of work I want, I'm going to quit. Or if uh, I get fired, you know, uh, I'm going to get back at the person uh, or I'm going to, uh, you know, do something where I'm not going to get negative feedback. And I'm not, you know, so they make or so they make everything about their ego. And if you make everything about your ego, you know, or you quit the practice of law because you're you, it's, it's not it doesn't. Uh, fit how you want to see yourself. So, you know, uh, you, you know, because you, because you may feel that losing your job is a bad thing. And then other thing people will do too, which is a little bit scary is they will, uh, you know, they'll make everything about their ego, but the, but they will, uh, um, you know, like looking for a job, if they don't get it, if they, they won't apply to too many places, they'll make sure they only apply to certain firms. So they'd only, they'll only consider working in certain types of firms. So they'll, you know, if they don't, if they, if they have some bad interviews, then they won't keep pushing forward. And, you know, you have to realize if you take your ego out of the equation, you can, you know, your legal careers can last a long time. I mean, you know, I know attorneys that are in their eighties still practicing and, you know, have books of business and clients and all sorts of things. So, you know, if you consider, you know, someone who's, you know, say 45 years old, could be practicing easily another you know, 30 years. I mean, the stupidest thing you can do is walk away from the practice of law because your ego or if you're, you know, 25 years old, you know, so you, you have to take your ego out of the equation. It's a great place to leave this. Uh, Harrison Barnes, thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Bye. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. To learn more, go to bcgsearch.com.